Hi, I'm Kevin, and welcome to my podcast, Finding My Freedom, where we talk about what gets us going in the morning. What do we get up for? What kind of passion gets us throughout the day? And how do we balance what we have to do with what we want to do? So my next guest is no stranger to the program. She has been on several times. We've been keeping track of her progress on the new album she released called Ancient Love Story. So it was going to be a pretty straightforward interview, you know, like uh, we'll talk about the record and uh, how things were going with that and keep track of everything and be on our merry way. But something interesting happened, like... I don't know how it happened, but like halfway through, she's like started interviewing me. <laughs> and so I find it very interesting that halfway through this whole thing, we just were, you know, just enjoying the conversation. And like at one point I was just like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be asking you questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, I thought it was very interesting and a great, a great way that um, to see that like, you know, it's pretty. It's a pretty great friendship to be able to uh, get on here and be so candid. It's just a lot of fun. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Hey, Sonny, how you doing? It's great to see you again, or talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kevin, I'm doing great. Thank you. Still in Minnesota, and I'm planning on sticking around for a while, so it's really great to be stomping around in your old neighborhood. Yeah, I remember <laughs> about this time of year, I'd be freezing my bum off. <laughs> yeah, we all are doing that, but today uh, there's some sunshine, so it kind of like when you're looking out there, you're like, oh, it looks like uh, it's like really warm out, and then you step out and you're like, oh boy, freezing my butt off, but sun, sun is still shining. And I was talking to Leah about how sometimes like the sun, like just feeling it and taking it in through the eyeballs. It's weird. Like I, like when I was like out in the sun, like just taking the sun in my eyes, it made me feel warm. Yeah. Plus the people are all great too. So that's, that's always a warm <laughs> feeling with that. <laughs> yes. So the last time we talked, we were talking about you cutting your record and uh, you just released it. So how's all that going? Pretty amazing. What's really cool about um, the release of the record, you know, I was um, in New Jersey on the East Coast in in Jersey. And uh, I knew that like the time was coming, that it was getting close. Um, and Tyrell and I talked and he said, you know what, you should just come on out and then maybe for the first time, since the last time you were at the studio, we could actually sit down at the council together and listen to things together. And then just, you know, just like look each other, you know, see, see everyone, see Leah and Mel and Justy and Tyrell and Jeff and all the folks that worked on it and just say, wow, we're feeling it together at the mixing and mastering stage and then just release it together at, out of Om Ai Productions. So I was, um, I got on a plane and I got to Minnesota and I think that was like maybe 
two or three weeks or a week or so into December, we released the first uh, launch of Ancient Love Story on December 28th. And like Tyrell was, it was really cute because Tyrell was working on the on the mixing and mastering straight up to the bitter end. And then we kind of like even did some tweaking after. So my first few sales, I actually were close friends and I was able to hit him up and say, go back and uh, erase the download and upload it again because, or download it again because we tweaked a few more things. So we kind of looked at it as a, like maybe like a soft launch because, you know, getting it out and kind of reaching every different platforms like decibels or, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Kevin, like certain level, yeah, the levels and things that you have to reach to have things be accepted on streaming platforms you know there's there's another element to it so tyrell was like really surprised to hear how good it sounded on bandcamp right and just the freedom of that yeah just the freedom of being able to upload you know an 18 song album plus two bonus tracks with pretty much virtual ease digital ease and then hear it and say wow you know choosing like the minus 14 dbs and and then just be like whoa this just sounds too good you know so that was really cool so it was really fun to release the record right out of minnesota even though we had kind of worked on it in different places or people's parts were coming in from all over um the world to ham lake minnesota you know it was really cool to finally be back in the studio and um and then just releasing it. And then we just also did another release for uh, DistroKid just today, uh, the 29th of January. We released to DistroKid. I took about a week to get everything kind of solidified. And, um, you know, so DistroKid, you can choose different plans. And a lot of people are loving like just how efficiently it dis distributes your music with like you know pretty basic plans and they you know they have upgrades and things but um you know it's a little bit it was a little bit more complicated um with uh going into itunes and to spotify and apple music because i experienced um um, glitches with like my lyrics like the songs were totally accepted processed but some of my lyrics had some explicit which I did not know which so I had to kind of like you know I'm still like the lyrics are pending because they're checking it to see for instance like all my capitals had to be uncapitalized oh, really? <laughs> because I kind of have my own little I guess algorithm and it's like you know maybe a system operating system isn't going to capitalize the word sacred <laughs> Right. <laughs> if it's in the middle, if it's in the middle of a uh, of a sentence, so I, I was quite an adventure. I had to go back and edit every single capital letter, which was almost like every letter. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> on on every page and every song, and then and then I'm not allowed to use ampersands and. Oh, that's devastating because I just love an ampersand. You know, the and sign. I just think it's like it's like so poetic and so it's like a hieroglyphic or something <laughs> it's funny you say that because like uh it, it, i was talking to mel about some of the seo stuff and like how i'm trying yes. to to get uh 
you know the typing and all that stuff a little bit better but you mm-hmm. you kind of got to do your grammar better you know what i mean and you I, do. Hate, I hate grammar i hate everything about it like i have no interest in like putting my period where it's supposed to be and my capital where it needs to go you know what i mean like i just want to get it out right and so like exactly exactly so, like, i look like an illiterate person you know? me too because <laughs> check it out mel said when i told mel what was going on she said sunny wait a second you can come here we can we can do this do that it'll kill the time and i'm like it will so what it did is it actually it took all the capitals away but it only it only kept the first line capitalized which they wanted but then it you know mel's like you should you know people might want to see that you have to capitalize a name or a state and you sing a you sing a lot of states in there and she and i said you're right and then sure enough when we tried to send it with all lowercase then they said you need to have your uppercases and i was like damn you so i i I did it i did it legit you know i said yeah let's just go for it yeah now though with the the important stuff i have mel uh proofread it (laughs) excellent (laughs) and you know what that's beautiful because um i'm gonna probably be able to bring mel on again because i've been going off and on as like the record's been going through the stages i just you know sometimes i've had it in the in my finances to to do it and other times not but um but i definitely feel i definitely feel that things changed exponentially for me um first and foremost when i left you know my nine to five which was really like a dream job but it wasn't my dream job right yeah so moving myself out of that was the first step Second step was like putting myself in the equation like I had told Owen. And third step is like really just um, like knowing what my strengths were and then and just and like allowing myself to bring in a team or to bring in not even just a team, but like people, co-creators that have strengths. And I, I find often that they have they have some of the same gifts as I do, too, like right. like Mel. You know, like Mel, she's not only is she a graphic artist, but she's she played the piano and she played the violin. And of course, she compromised those things at some point to to do this and do that. But, you know, like she it's like riding a bike when she picks up the violin again. It'll take her a couple moments to get that dialed in. But like within a year, she'll be playing that again like she used to, like when she was um, a little you know, like when she was a teenager or whatever age group she was playing the violin at. I don't know. I never asked her how old she was. But so like, I really believe that when we're creative, we just everything that we have an urge to do, we need to be doing it um, just and you know that like just doing it as much as possible and doing it purely for um, just self-care, self-expression. Right. And, um, like really, uh, it's almost like in the new earth, like it's almost like universal intelligence or great spirit. If we're not doing that, then like great spirit saying, you know, you're not being the best you can be because I'm the greatest creator ever. And if you're not creating like I do, then I know you're I know you're compromising something or you're just not happy. <laughs> yeah. 
you know so I think that like it's cool to hear you say like you know like instead of beating ourselves up for the fact that you know we you know could give two iotas about grammar somebody's like quick and good and sassy at it and they just go bing done right. Bam. yeah exactly <laughs> and i can continue on the doing the things that i want to concentrate on and, and what i love exactly. like developing the you know working on the covers and doing all this other stuff you know so yeah and have you felt like the covers have been allowing you to kind of like um connect with folks more and then be able to um kind of like take away maybe the pressure of getting the lessons coming to you or like do you feel like there was a there's been a nice transition out of like just doing um like how you were teaching like little bits like those little short clips of lessons yeah and then going more into a song where people can relate right away well uh, i did a lot a lot of those uh of those little short lessons right and yes. those are all those are all well and good but like for a while there I was doing that and then I would play a song and like I would get zero response from like the song part and then people would be like wanting to play a scale you know what I mean like wanting me to play mm -hmm. the stuff and so right now at this point I've done enough like on there as far as scales and stuff go that like there's enough there right and okay. so I'm, I just feel like now I, I want to concentrate on uh, um, building my acoustic guitar show. While I'm doing that, I am working these songs out and just giving them a little bit of a twist of my own little arrangement and different things like that and releasing them on my YouTube channel. Yes. Obviously, like, obviously I can't get monetized for it because it's copyright issues or whatever, but it's not going to hurt nothing. You know what I mean? Like, no. I can, still, I can still just bring people into my channel if they, you know what I mean? Like from mm -hmm. doing, from doing the covers and the teaching, it's just sort of a way to get people to come into my channel. And so they can, you know, when I start to concentrate on my original stuff more, they'll be more accepting of it and stuff, you know? And plus it, for me, like one of my most favorite things to do is to take a, a cover song that I love and sort of make it my own you know absolutely love doing that you know and so i'm not a great I, i'm not great with lyrics like i can't i really feel very handicapped when it comes to writing lyrics but mm -hmm. i can take like uh you know i get all kinds of ideas when i listen to certain songs <laughs> you know what i mean like exactly well, i could do this i could do that and different things like that and so um so yeah it's, it's uh uh i just feel like right now I, right around the first of the year just everything changed it's like you know what we've we've done this we've done enough of this we started getting people to come in and now it's time to sort of switch over to this other way yeah you know and uh i mean i could do scales and all that stuff for, for years you know what i mean but there's there's mm -hmm. enough there where people you know could be um if they're curious they can they could offer you know they could come and do it free trial lesson absolutely I wanted to find out what your experience with the mastering and mixing, sitting down with Tyrell, and how that affected, like, just even just learning on learning on how to listen, or or like, did you take have some pretty big takeaways? Because I'd imagine after sitting there with with him for three weeks that you you probably, you know had some pretty eye-opening experiences there so do you want to talk well, a little bit about that yeah first and foremost 
my brain does not wow I think an engineer's brain with sound is it's like I think it's built in like I see Tyrell as like an extra level not like good like better or but like just a dynamic that I have no um innately like don't have um an interest to to be um immersed in that technical complex and very beautiful way of perceiving sound I just realized that like there's so many levels are you there Kevin yeah I'm here okay. there's so many levels to the creative be- being like levels of creativity within mathematics and within like um, just sound and creating like the mechanics of it like does that make sense like like i was able to see tyrell and then to imagine anyone that's an engineer and just see a whole different being like with another layer or like a like a geographic layer like that i might have had if i was um i don't know like i don't i i can't even say maybe if i had had um like a dad around that was teaching me about how to build a an engine or take apart a radio like do you know what i mean like yeah. I, I just I, some so i had a whole different level of the way i was um perceiving and witnessing tyrell um as he was mixing and right. it, it i didn't innately um like i didn't I resonated with it because I loved it, but I didn't resonate it because I, I wasn't like, I felt it. Do you know what I mean? I did. Yeah. did. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is when I listened to your podcast with Leah and Tyrell, I really do think that was one of your finest. And I also wanted to say why I wanted to explain that a minute. And maybe this will help connect your question to me today, because what was interesting about like the first I'm not even going to say maybe the first five months of your podcast and maybe even a little longer, you would know because you were creating it. But I felt like a lot of the earlier stages of it, you were, you were basically sharing your story. It's almost like you were, you were even just having a, a, like a experience that was just like blowing your mind because you were getting to know yourself by sharing your stories. Right. And then you were going you were going through like this therapeutic process and also like this like kind of like seeing yourself outside of yourself but like a lot of your content was you sharing your story right and then i was thinking when when do i remember kevin's first um interview and then i i started to realize that like wow what an interesting journey that you had like with the podcast how it it's it went through layers of just self story and story sharing story and then like saying oh i'm going to interview someone so i feel like the handful of interviews that you had i felt like by the time you were asking Leah and Tyrell 
questions, you had kind of like had more of a conversational spark that had just kind of been um, like massaged or worked on or just like you were, you started to have like more dialogue outside of just self, you know, sharing. And like, I just felt like I remember like just the ease of that. And then also just the dynamics of Leah and Tyrell and you asking certain questions that just were really, truly like, like, like really fine conversationalist, like converse, like a good conversation like that has to have like, like good questions and also just like simple ones. And then, so, and what I noticed in the interview was like, Leah and Tyrell had a certain type of instant connection with like, the nuts and bolts of the recording process or working as a multifaceted person in a studio that like where we're capturing sound and then also two people set to test to possibly write vocal arrangements with the artist not even in the room not even not even giving them any kind of guidance except for have fun right So you take these two gifted, um, like trained um, musicians, and then, then Tyrell just instantly, like when you ask him questions about when did he start like doing this, and he said as early as he could remember, he was just fascinated with recording himself and people playing songs. Right. Like there is like there is a fire in those people's belly that like that's not I don't feel it now I love nurturing artists right I loved setting up environments for artists to play and booking gigs for them and giving them the stages but I never like had a pure interest in like how to get to know a machine and then capture music right so that's what I loved about the takeaway and it made me realize that like um, just like totally embrace what my gift is and then embrace others for theirs and if I have a chance to give them a creative project I'll do it again and again and again and maybe I'll have an interest in like sitting down and engineering it but maybe not you know so I that takeaway was and I also learned that like they have such a um focused mind and sound to hear and I think that like to the point where they will make it the best they can before it goes out into the world like true investment and care about the sound of something right that was another thing and it can almost be maniacal to someone but when you get when you see um like a person's character and no, like this isn't this is like yeah it could be a little bit obsessive but this is pure care for the craft and um so that's what i and and i loved the fact that i was actually able to see how he and leah worked together even though i didn't get to see it like when they were recording songs and putting things together or you know i i wasn't there to experience it but just being in their presence for like those last three weeks before we released it I got to see like wow like there's a there was a a good union going here and also like like um 
Tyrell's closest friends, his brother, like really having a really gifted community, like, like, um, being like a champion or championess for like the sound being like the best that we can create without being like, you know, like, like super mentally like over hyper focused, you know? Mm-hmm. And like the hype, if they are super focused, it's because it's, uh, it's, it's like really caring about something, a gift going out into the world in, in like, in the shadow of great creator or great spirit. I think it's good to have that kind of investment in care and love. So that's the, that's the takeaway. I definitely took away from that, that like, um, it takes a special, uh, another like multifaceted another layer of um interest like total love for the craft of engineering which is to me mixing mastering a different like just like just it's like you're feeling sound in so many ways and then uh, then an investment and uh, and like a knowledge of different tones and and machinery it's almost like a machine a love for the machinery, the mechanics of things. Yeah, I mean, some people, you know, yeah, definitely like machines more than people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and machines are somewhat kind of like people in a way. In a way. Like, 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 I like, I feel like really interested with like, when I, I love listening to people talk to about AI and, and also like, the pros and the cons and the scary things and the, and I thought to myself, you know what, if we knew how to treat humans better, maybe we wouldn't have such fear about AI, you know, cause we create artificial intelligence after humans, but, you know, but in the same breath, you know, we, we hear this, we see this like sci-fi fantasy play out like AI comes to take over the world well maybe if we had learned how to treat humans better we would have learned how to treat I mean treat a an artificial intelligence that we actually based off of humans qualities maybe if we knew how to treat humans better we would even treat our machinery better (laughs) you know what I mean yeah to the point where they weren't being um you know like some spark of like human consciousness got into their mechanisms and like gave them this ultimate desire to be more human-like and you know to be more human-like and then so what did we do like you know why did they revolt against in like some of these sci-fi like why is there always the ai coming back the robots coming back to war with us well maybe because we treated them like shit too so it makes me very I, it makes me just want to be the best human I can be and to treat everything as if it's animated and not inanimate. I don't believe anything. For me, my personal opinion, I don't think anything is in an inanimate at all. Well, you know, I don't know if you know this about yourself or not, but you do have that hyper-focus, that, that uh, gift too, and it's with your lyrics. Ah. <laughs> Like it's it's incredible. Like you, the way you tell your story within a story, and every everything is just beautiful, you know. So, 
Thank that, you, Kevin. Like, I know you don't necessarily see yourself like that, right? But, but no, but that's on the same level as like, say me with, with what I love about, about my guitar stuff or what Tyrell loves about his engineering stuff. It's what you love about your lyrics, you know? Thank you. Yes, it it is. Because you know what? I have to tell you, that's so cool you say that. Because as I've listened to the record and as I've I've listened to all my favorites and all the um the like the everyday people around me and just like everyone that I see out there expressing themselves. Wow, like I just get I every day I'm in awe and wonder to everyone's gifts. And I think to myself like I really have started to see that I my gift is with my lyrics. It is with my words. And it's also sometimes I just don't want to say anything at all. Like so I so I know that I have a strong desire sometimes to be silent and like maybe let the music just take over. But and like maybe that's why I loved working in the jazz club for so long because my boss was hard bop, bebop, straight ahead jazz. He every now and then like maybe sprinkled in a vocalist here and there, but they had to be like, like they had to really move him. Right. So I kind of grew up my really informative young adult years, just being around music that had no lyric. And I, I think that's an, I think that's a, a very interesting thing to think about because I think it helped me know that if I was going to say something, I was going to say it with that type of care and say it in a way that maybe it could someone could hear it and just have their own experience and maybe give them certain insight to how to how to maybe handle the darkness they're going through because a lot of my a lot of my lyrical content is about transmuting pain or sadness which I think is like maybe the way that I've kind of gotten through my life and also have remained compassionate and a witness to other people's suffering. So I, I thank you for that because I really did start to realize, wow, I do have that my gift truly is like in the songwriting process, in the lyrical process. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is incredible i mean you you've got years and years and years of experience of writing poetry and all that sort of stuff too and the fact that you you write the lyrics that you write into your songs is it, it's at a whole different level you know oh thank you kevin yes i love that <laughs> it's so great to um have this type of feedback and insight but it's hard to like, you know, for us personally to look at ourselves in certain areas and be like, oh, yeah, that's great, you know. And then you start looking at other people saying, oh, well, he's at a whole different level like you did with the engineering. But you're mm-hmm. you're up there with your lyrics. You're at the same level, you know. So, yes, you thank give yourself you. credit for that, too. You know what I mean? Like, I will. I receive it and I am totally I feel it in my heart my heart feels like so like it could just explode right now with joy but it's uh listening to the mastered album is incredible it's so good like uh especially knowing some of the songs hearing some of the songs from the demo version of it to the finished version of it i know you've been hearing it straight through 
Yeah, yeah. So. And Kevin, can I tell you something really interesting? Sure. Um, what I find, and I, I also like I, I love the process, right? I am, um, I'm a super humble. I can be a fly on the wall, or I could be like a sunflower in a vase on the middle of a table, right? You know, I, I, when I, when I want to shine, I can shine. And when I need to just disappear and go MIA, I do it quietly and I do it with like, okay. But what's interesting is I've never been one to like, I, I totally love, I, I, I can, I love to promo out the yin yang and I've been doing it for other artists and then for myself over a long span of time. This, the only difference for me in this last couple of years is like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm focusing on me. Right. I'm, but I'm still, I'm still, I'm still putting all my, that love and care. Like I always have the only thing different is I'm in the equation. Right. So when I started thinking about this record and started thinking about like how I was going to share it with the world or part pieces of the world or just out into space outside of like maybe my very close environment, the day I met you and we started to talk and then I went on the podcast and I listened to the podcast, I knew it was going to, I had the desire and the urge to share it with you and and ask of you to possibly indulge me in just like sharing the rough stuff with you from the start. And that's how, that's how, like I was able because of our unique um, coming to know one another, your finding my freedom was exactly like, the component that in my mind of like self loving promotion on a rhythm of, of my own urge day in and day out, not getting hung up on how am I going to do this and how am I going to do that? But just allow it to organically become what it's, what it's meant to become on its own path. Right. Yeah. So, and when you just said, absolutely Sonny, we did that and we and it it happened with kindness with true interest and also the music and well each like like the the I, it makes me feel like the podcast the energetics the digital space of the podcast knew like that it was going to have this relation with ancient love story it's like those two entities just knew that this is where they were gonna like continue to form themselves like they had their own spirits and then you and I were like just you know dancing along with it and I feel we're the avatar (laughs) yeah right we were were like avatar yeah exactly so the point i'm trying oh what was the point but like that i feel like so when you are able to say wow what the mastered record is just like 
like for you to hear it now, you've like, if people went back and just listened to the progress, they would see the, and you know, because we were able to go through this journey together. And what's interesting is because of finding my freedom and because of um, you being open to what I was doing, like actually people could even hear it themselves in little bits and pieces. And um, it's like, I love the fact that like this record, because what's special about this record for me is it was the first time that I was really like embracing every bit of my, like who I am as a, as a woman on the planet, as a being on the planet, but a woman, you know, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a, she, um, you know, I am her, she woman, right? (laughs) right. And I was like, I followed my urge. And also this record was made in a very embodied being knowing who she was, where I was going and what I was doing. And that's, this record is made in that spirit. So everything that has embellished its creation and served its creation and assisted in its creation was because of a divine guidance. And it's, it blows my mind because it's so pure. And I don't think I would have had the same journey if I hadn't have been um, a guest of yours and a friend of yours, um, you, and on Finding My Freedom. Wow. Well, thank you. Finding My Freedom is the key to liberation. Right. So, yeah, I think that, like, I think, and that kind of, um, that kind of knowing is more, it's like, it, it like supersedes validation. Like what I'm experiencing and sharing with you is not about validation. It's not about securing myself in the world in the 21st century. It's like deeper than that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're way past the validation thing anymore, you know? Right. Yeah. So thank you for that. And then like, and also being able to say that like you've, you, you can, you sense it and you feel it. And then how about just the fact that like, you know, like, yeah, millions of people come to Minneapolis, but millions of people don't. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. The, the connection, the connection and a little bit too. Like, cause I was just talking to a, a bass player, buddy of mine up in Minnesota and, uh, was talking to him about doing this doing getting a few people together that i used to go to school with and tyrell and a couple other people and talk about gear and i told him i wanted him to be on there too and uh they're all they're all from minnesota man like, I know. It's, it's hilarious <laughs> so it's just yeah. I don't know what, what happened with that but like uh and i got a, a couple of the other other old bandmates who are doing projects now that i'm gonna end up interviewing and uh-huh. They're all up in Minnesota too, and so like <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's crazy. I never, I, I, I mean, I didn't really think of that connection, but like now it's like, you know, pretty obvious. Yeah, and it's actually pretty, but it's still, um, it's still rare. 
It's obvious, but it's rare because because of the the breadth of um, all that horizontal space or time, right? Time that's elapsed, right? But it's yeah. really this horizontal relationship that we've kind of found ourselves in with life. It's not, it, but we, I, part of our mind knows it's a, a big, massive span of time. But because we're not relating to it linearly, we can see the awe and wonder and almost it's super, again, supersedes time. It's like something, it's like, whoa, it's so it's rare. It's unusual and it's powerful. Because like, um, like I said, there's millions of people that will pass through and yes, they'll overlap because of geographically where and this and that. But then there's people that pass through here once and never pass. So the millions that yes, might have like the odds, then there's the millions that do not ever. So we can see like, we can see the big and then also the rarity of it. it and it's kind of like really to me it's pretty I think it's just one of those the awe being in awe and then also like just being kind of like how um, it's random but it's just so designed by great spirit that it's so special right yeah. Because if it's just too, if it's too random, there's nothing special. Like it could just, there's nothing special about it. But when it, when we, when we think about the vastness, and then we can think about like the connectedness, that's what makes it so special. Well, yeah, and the fact that, the fact that like the way we actually met would be seemingly random but actually mm -hmm. I don't believe it was you know what I mean like I believe because I don't normally post anything on anybody's channel like that I really don't but I did that one day I just felt like I had to do it and then sure yep. enough, you you know you messaged me back saying hey I'd like to be on your podcast and I never thought about interviewing anybody on my podcast I was just doing it like you said just to, for a uh, just a way to get my story out there and to be heard, you know? Right. And I was just going to tell my story and be done with it, you know what I mean? Nope. But your your story is so interesting because it has so many, there's so many people that you could have amazing conversations with. And, like, so when you started having the interviews, like, it, it seemed like a natural progression. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because you gave us the preface of stories that would actually come to be elaborated on through some of your conversations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the actual people that I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like, um, I'm kind of, I still have a number of, there. I still have a number of episodes that I have to catch up on or listen through, but I, I've, I go in chunks and like I ingest very quickly like a big span and then I I have a pocket and I go in again and I'll tell you like I went in enough to know by the time you were having the conversation um having the interviews and conversations with Leah and Tyrell you yeah. were very you were very comfortable 
And I, I, it almost, and I, I'm not saying you weren't comfortable before, but it, when you do something over and over and continue to do it, you just get more comfortable in. Yeah. And you have a gift of conversational. You like, you have an ease with communicating. Now you might've struggled with that maybe in times in your life, but, but, um, and then maybe with the things you were going through in life, but, um, I mean, everyone that we've touched base with, I mean, you have, like, I really wanted to tell you this. You have so much material still in those first initial interviews to do another podcast on each person. Like, I know you have another, I know you have another um, episode with Lee and Tyrell. You wouldn't even have to get on the line with those two again. <laughs> right. And they they were like, tell Kevin to do, do whatever he wants with that. Put another, put another podcast out right same thing with mel same thing right here same thing with lana Kila. you guys have like so you have a natural gift and we talk until we're just done and it's not like and we're not like getting off the phone hating ourselves for talking 10 hours we're like you know you like every time like and you can hear the fun you must have had with um like even with david um you know, from Alaska to Minnesota, now, you know, to where I can't remember where he is now. Nashville. Lowry, oh, Nashville, and then um, with the with um, and then with Lars, was it is it Lars back in Sweden? Anders, yeah. Anders, Anders, Anders. Forgive me for that, Anders. Yeah, like I mean, you, I mean, those conversations were so rad. Yeah, well, like then Sarah, then Mel, Tyrell, Leah, like. I'm just thinking like, wow. And then there was a few others. Um, oh my God, they're all, <laughs> they're all so good. I just feel like you, I feel like you're still tapping it. Like you got, you like, you just, like you are a great conversationalist, Kevin. You have a gift with it. A storytelling too, but. Mm. Well, thank you. Wait a minute. You seem to be asking me an awful lot of questions tonight. I thought I was going to be the one to ask a bunch of questions about your record and the release of it. <laughs> Remember how I talked about like finding my freedom became like a natural entity for ancient love story to have its, yeah. isn't that interesting ancient love story and finding my freedom? The re Cause check this out, Kevin, the record is released, right? It's done. Yeah. Every So right now, ancient love story is kind of on its own journey, right? Right. I'm just I'm just gonna keep promoting it, but I can only talk about it so much. Now people just gotta listen to it, right? And I just really think we had something special when we when we talked about how finding my freedom became like a partner to ancient love story. And I think that like I think it's kind of appropriate that I be the person that asks you some questions and flip the script a little bit. No, I think it's great. And it was so, spending a year, right? Like uh, February, last February, I did a first interview with you or something. Wow. It's been a year. <laughs> so rad. This is mind-blowing. And we're planning on doing some shows together. How fucking rad is that? Oh, hell yeah. Excuse my language. I, I, no, I don't think I've ever cursed like that so much in, with, with you before. I was like, fucking rad. Oh my God, this is so exciting. The flipping the script here. You yeah. know what? It is so perfect because like I said, like what more do we need to talk about the record? 
right. he's flying and you were like part of the reason why the world if they listened and they will they can still listen that's the interesting thing about the podcast it's never ending it's like it's kind of like the timeless readings that are that our favorite tarot readers do the, like people people could learn about ancient love story and finding my freedom like a year from now oh, and yeah. they and then they have a they have a place to go back and say if i want to learn a little bit about ancient love story how it sounded i all i got to do is watch finding my freedom because that's where you're going to get it because you're the only person that said hey i'll interview you nobody right. else nobody else did nobody gives shits about two shits about what i was doing i mean some people did but not a lot so I'm very thankful and full of gratitude for that. Yeah, me too. I'm full of gratitude that you even asked me. Like, because I didn't think about it before. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like the first person to like ask me, hey, can I come on your podcast? Whatever you said, <laughs> you know? And you were like, yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. But I didn't even think, think about it in that way because I was just focused on what I was focused on, you know? Yeah. And it kind of opened up a whole, a whole different like another not like a whole new direction but a, another another because finding my freedom is like a it's an entity all of its own and it's 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 like on a journey with you right right so i happened to like i i was able to ask because like i felt inspired like finding my freedom was like right up my fucking alley right right so I was like, I gotta ask Kevin. He doesn't know. He doesn't know me from Jack. But that eth, like Ether ascended. I know she's she's she was cosmic awakening, but now she's fucking Ether ascended. Right. She she was on to something, and she we were just like bam, bam, bam. And I'll tell you, like I, I feel like it was a very refreshing, um, a new like another. Uh, it's like you got a little road trip, a side road trip from our journey like like a whole new um cast of friends but also like friends that have already walked your path but like the people like you and mel and uh Tyrell and all these guys mm -hmm. and sarah y'all come into my life at the point in time when i really you know like needed it you know what i mean yeah so it's it's really great that way too but also but it was also your life yeah, but it makes more sense to interviewing people that are finding their freedom too, right? That exactly. Because the whole point is is that you don't necessarily, you know, I'm not saying go quit your job and do this. What I'm saying is is do what you have to do to make your living to get through what you have to get through. But how can you pursue happiness in other ways that where you you feel like you're free? You know what I mean? Exactly, like, Kevin. You know, and still be oh. a productive member to society, still do what you got to do. But, you know, you know, like when I play music, I feel like I'm flying, you know, I mean, and you are and you're free. And you're also that that expression of freedom or searching for it inspires another person to search for their freedom. So, yeah, like um, I, I'm going to have an interview with uh, my Reiki, <gasps> my Reiki. Uh, yes. Master lady that I go to. So, um, oh, I can't wait. So, like, um, 
I'm wanting to I want to interview a tarot reader too I'm not sure who I'm going to ask yet but I want to but these are all creative ways of like how spirit can communicate through them in their certain ways the same way spirit communicates through me through music you know exactly and you know what Kevin so many people are like longing to share their stories right like that Reiki gal and a tarot reader when someone says I, I'd love to interview you they are going to ju- you. Tr- we change their life exponentially like when when I when I asked women that were dear friends of mine to play on my Les Toisures series that I did like my first year out on the road like there's one girl the first gal that did it her name was Laura Gardner She's she lives in the United Kingdom and she was like always a singer but during the COVID she decided she was going to do it more and I heard her sing once and I said would you like to be a guest on my Les Toisures series and like the, the, the music her and her flatmates played I'll, I'll I'll find the link for you to show you mind fucking blowing and she was like her life has changed like again her, I mean her life has always been on its own beautiful journeys of synchronicity and finding her voice with her poetry and her music but just that one asking someone to join my community and do this event with this whatever my concept was changes people's lives like when you interview the reiki master and a tarot reader you are opening up a whole other a whole other portal in their lives and and it will it will continue to broaden your listeners to to like heights we can't even imagine it just will because people so many people have so much to say and no one feels like they nobody feels like anybody's interested in the everyday person's life but the everyday person's life is what makes everyday people you know sign the family stone you didn't sing about that for nothing i am right. everyday people. right yeah you're we right. make the world go around and if the world was more harmonious with everybody thriving Oh man, what a beautiful place that would be. You know, we'd be singing and creating much more than we would be sending people off to fucking war. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing is like, you know, the industrialized uh, world trying to get rid of uh, music and art out of schools has got to stop. It's got to stop. Got to stop. We have to, it's just as important. It's just as important as math. It's just as important. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. absolutely. uh, They're trying to, I mean, they're trying to breed it out of us, but it's not going to happen because it's part of human nature. Music is, affects everybody at some certain point in time. Even the people who say they're not, they don't like music. It's still, every once in a while, you'll hear them whistle a freaking tune, right? Like, yeah, it's sound. Everybody. It's, Mm -hmm. and it's a vibration. And, Mm-hmm. You know, they want to divide everything up and, oh, this is a certain thing for that and that's a certain thing for this. But it all boils down to is that it's built in us to have mm-hmm. to have that vibration, to have that sort of experience, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, it's never going to get go away. And so they need to stop with the the band cutting the, you know, cutting the thing for band and all that sort of stuff, you know? Ugh. 
Well, hey, Sonny, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on and hanging out with me and asking me a few questions, too. And we'll definitely get you back on. Maybe even do a co-host thing. I think that might be kind of cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, totally. So take care of yourself, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Right on. This is so flipping cool. So I'd like to thank everyone who's made it this far on the podcast. And I hope you enjoy this. Um, it was a little bit different, and I really had a great time with it. And I hope you all did, too. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please leave it down below. And I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. <laughs>